0: Tickets go on sale this Friday, the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday, the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.
0: Another episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Uh, I'm really excited, I'm very excited to be back. It's the beginning of series three, and I have an amazing guest today. He is. It's a he. We've got a dad. We're kicking off the series <laughs> with a dad. Dum dum dum. Oh. <laughs> he is a presenter. He is a royal wedding correspondent. Oh, I didn't get that title on the job. Didn't I'll
3: have did. it though. You did. I'll have you, it. I'll whack you, it on the you CV. You did that though. I, so I I'm, totally I'm adding did. that. Yeah. It's
0: fine. And winner of Strictly Come Dancing 2016, Sorry Aduba.
3: Hi, G. Hi. I can't believe it's the first one of series three. I know. And you said you were going to be rusty. Where's the rust? I'm <laughs> to looking honest, for the iron I oxide here. later
0: on in the podcast, because nah. literally last time I did fluff up, like I say in the intro quite a few times, it took a couple of takes. Not
3: here. No. Not here. You are out. you are slicker than your average, as Craig David said <laughs> in
0: 2001. Thank you very much. Thank My thank pleasure. You. <laughs> you are here. Because I was literally looking through the list of people that I won on. I was making a list of people that I won on series three, and it was morning, and you flashed up on the TV. Oh, I'm so sorry. Talking to Lorraine. Yes. And you had me in tears.
3: Oh, did I really? Yes. Oh, gosh, it yes. catches. It's getting. It's catching now. <laughs> it was only a matter of time.
0: Well, because you've got a five-month-old, you've got a little Roman. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and you were on there talking about lots of things, but obviously Lorraine sort of tapped into the fact
3: that oh, yeah. you were a dad. Yeah. I was going in to talk about my TV show, and then two seconds in, I was nearly crying myself talking about my baby boy. <laughs> And that is just a little idea about how this is going to go. But
0: yeah. <laughs> so I just, as soon as I saw you, I thought, I definitely, I need you on the podcast. Oh, thank you, mate. So thank you. It's thank you for being It's genuinely my
3: pleasure. And like I said to you before we came on air, my wife is also a huge fan and in many ways, it's great that she isn't here. She might have never let go of, of you and this I think
0: this show. I would have enjoyed that.
3: Well, okay, maybe for Series 4.
0: Just me and Portia. Yeah. Silently hugging. Don't don't
3: <laughs> offer that if you can't promise it, because she will be here like that.
0: There we go. So let's talk about your upbringing and the kind of upbringing that you had. Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: I came from uh, the leafy county of Dorset.
0: My mum has just moved to Dorset. Oh, really? Yeah. Literally last week.
3: Because in that time, she probably knows more about Dorset than I do. <laughs> really? We have the same house. We've lived in the same house since 1989. Right. And every time somebody goes, oh, Dorset, oh, you know the... And I'm like, stop. Let's <laughs> let's go online because whatever you're asking about, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. We, we went to a, uh, two lovely schools, private schools that... I had all my friends there, I had Mm -hmm. all the resources there, I played a lot of sport, I did a lot of drama, and everything sort of needed was there, so it was basically, it was between school and home, and anywhere else, I never really travelled around, and it was only really when I left school, which I think is sort of the way for lots of people, it was when you leave school, then you're like, oh, I really want to explore, and you take it for granted, don't you, where Mm. you live, now I've left home, Every time I go back, I go, oh, my goodness me, I've left paradise. It's so quiet. I, st- I think they still don't have Channel 5 down there. Oh, my You know, it's that, it's that. they they really I really feel cut off there, sometimes unintentionally. I absolutely love it. So we spent the whole of our childhood living in the same house in wonderful Dorset, and I love it.
0: And you have siblings, don't you?
3: Yeah, I have two sisters and a brother. We are the perfect split, three and three. Family of six is the Adubas. I played a lot of sport. There was lots of fields and stuff around, so kicking a ball and and larking about with friends in the woods and stuff. That was commonplace. Went to a small prep school called Dumpton which when you're growing up between the ages of three and 13...
0: That's a very funny name.
3: I mean, the butt of all the jokes. (laughs) The school was next to a pig farm. So dumped on, smelled like it had been dumped on, you know? And it's funny because I've been working on this morning on and off the last couple of years, and I remember one of the first times I went on, it was during Strictly, and the scoaf and Holly asked me about Portia and I, and we were talking about dreams. And the fact that being on Strictly had been a huge dream of mine ever since it started. And I was saying that also getting married had been a dream of mine since I was about 10 or 11. Really? And they were like, how is that a dream for a 10-year-old boy? And I think it was the time that Four Weddings and a Funeral came on. <laughs> and that was basically it. The rom-com had me. And I just thought, I want to have, I want to have a big wedding and I'll have all the... F- amazing people that I love in the world there in one place and I want to get married to the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with from that point on. yeah. Growing up, kicking around the ball in the field in Dorset, I was thinking, I really want to get married. That's the dream, that's where I want to be and I want to have kids. And so here we are and, like, genuinely, every day feels like a dream. But But so
0: family life, you know, life at home, was there a part of that that made you go, when I'm a dad, I want this to be a part of what I do and...
3: Yeah, I think so. Our childhood was... We were sort of split all over the place, really, because my dad uh, lived and worked in Nigeria and he Mm. came home quite sporadically. My older sister was at boarding school. So us as a family, we were were always a bit split, but then we would come together for holidays and stuff. and, And we loved that time. I guess I watched a lot of cinema because four weddings was one yeah home alone as well
0: that's like a very family yeah it's based around the ideal of family coming together and yeah.
3: and those Christmases and big families yeah. and going big and spending way too much money on decorations <laughs> and chocolate and all these kind of things and so I, I always wanted one of my own I yeah. wanted one that I could call my own and to sort of live happily ever after am I a stereotypical girl I think I could. Be. Well, I actually I think have always my husband. It <laughs> was
0: very similar. So you're not on your own.
1: Yeah,
0: not on your own. I always find it quite interesting, though that step, because obviously you and Portia got married in 2015.
3: Yeah, and then she on fell pregnant there. in.
0: I there it is. can't that forget was, that's, that's the one. And then she fell pregnant in 2016.
3: Seventeen. Oh, 17. So, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Lasts...
0: I'm, I'm forgetting what year I'm in. Oh, no, hey, Pregnancy. Hey. I tell you.
3: And you can blame that as long as you want, my dear. <laughs> Apparently, it never goes. I think, maybe because I like to empathise with my wife, yeah. but mine went months ago. <laughs> I don't know, that nothing.
0: sleep deprivation. Yeah, it could, be, it could yeah. be. Plenty of things. How easy was that step from newlyweds to kind of going, let's start a family?
3: From being newlyweds to having that conversation, very easy. We were having that conversation about from weeks into when we were seeing each other. Mm. We were at that stage where we, were having, we had the same aspirations, really. So it wasn't like, oh, we're two weeks in, date number three want to have babies <laughs> but it was definitely you know how do you want to, your you know life to pan out and work and these kind of things so we we had always been quite open about that conversation, but what made it slightly more complicated for us at the time that we had got married we were still living in Manchester right so my wife and I've just come back in the last 15 months and we loved it we mm. had the best time in fact pretty much all of our relationship together was based up there right. so we were three months together and then both of our jobs went up to Manchester, which could have been a hell of a lot different. But thankfully we were both given the opportunity to go up there and everything sort of flourished from there. Uh, Work was great and we were getting on and we moved in together and then we had a proposal and we haven't got time to talk about that, but it was very elaborate (laughs) and I loved it. And about nine months long in preparation. And then we got married and then about six months after we got married, we sat down and we were still in Manchester and my family from Dorset my wife's family from Kent so we're both southerners when we sort of went well obviously we do want to start a family how is this going to pan out Mm. in an ideal world we didn't want to start a family away from our own family because I mean those things you want to share them with the people that are dearest to you you don't want them to miss out on it and you need that support in many ways don't you you need that that network there so that was our plan and we thought well if in a year's time from now so what would be 18 months time If we are in a position to move down to London, closer to home, then perfect. If we're not, then we might have to have a conversation. We weren't sure what that was going to be. But in that year, Strictly happened. Mm -hmm. Essentially, in April 2017, we moved down to London. And then four weeks later, Portia was pregnant. Wow! Exactly. So, did you know months. you
0: were going to be doing Strictly when? At found- that time, no, no, okay, no, we didn't. Okay.
3: we we had it probably weeks before I had my first meeting with the team. Yeah. So it was we were just stargazing at what our ideal situation would be, and exactly a year later from that point, Porsche was pregnant and we were living. And how
0: I always find it, there's certain certain moments in people's lives that always fill me with certain emotions. Engagements, one, it's a rush of feelings that you can't explain unless you've been in that moment and i think witnessing other people go through it it just brings it all back
3: oh doesn't it
0: but that moment that you found out that portia was pregnant talk me through it
3: (laughs) oh dear i wonder every time i come home if she's gonna have another stick and go (laughs) by the way (laughs) yeah no so we were we had actually just come back from spain i was doing a a job in Spain and then for a couple of days we were in Barcelona. We thought we'd just tag on a a weekend. And we came home from that on, a, I think it was a bank holiday, Monday. And the following day I went off to do some work and had some meetings in in London. And Portia stayed home and she'd not been feeling great. Yeah. Sure. All the (laughs)
0: signs. Did you suspect?
3: (laughs) No. She possibly did. But my job has always been to allay any worries, fears. Yeah. Thoughts and just go, everything's going to be fine. So, even though she did, and I mean, we've been talking about periods and stuff for the seven years we've been together, I still don't know how it works. (laughs) So, she was like, I think I've missed one. I'm like, didn't you miss one yesterday? I I, I don't know. (laughs) So, I didn't really think anything of it. I then went off into town. I was having my haircut and she knew I was coming home. I told her after that I'm coming home and she texted me and she said, Are you coming home this afternoon? And that was the first time I thought, that's weird because you're very good at knowing my movements yeah. and we discussed this. This has been discussed. How on earth would you be questioning these <laughs> movements now? Unless. And I thought that's just a bit strange. And I had to come home after getting ha- cut my cut to so then go back out. And I only had about half an hour in between. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'm coming home. So I came home and Portia had been working out that morning. But this was about three hours later. And yeah. I came home and she was still wearing her <laughs> workout gear. Yeah. More signals. (laughs) Things were starting to add up. Absolutely
0: shocked that she (laughs) was staying there in her lycra.
3: (laughs) Why on earth are you wearing lycra at two p.m. in the afternoon? (laughs) I I was just wondering because she was just acting a little bit differently than she would have done. So I was standing in the doorway. She said, "You're back." I said, "Yes." She ran into another room and came back with a stick that said "pregnant." I melted. I absolutely melted. And I remember we just came together at Embrace and we were just both in tears. Because I guess you can never guarantee that it's going to happen. And even though I'd been dreaming about it, she had been hoping and dreaming about it, and we'd been discussing it for forever between the two of us, you can't prepare for that moment that you're going to be parents mm. and that the thing that you've always longed for is, is going to happen in a few short months time I was completely broken in the best possible way and I remember saying to her I was like how do you expect me to go back out to work (laughs) today I've got I've only got 20 minutes so I was in a bit of a mess a bit irrational it was wonderful and I I did I I had I had I had a meter I had to I had to run straight out and I must have made no sense to anyone yeah that afternoon uh, and then I think it was nine months later we had a baby.
0: Oh, is it for yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. So it must have been a quite a surreal year mm. because Portia fell pregnant. Yeah. Then you start Strictly. After that, you have a baby, it, and then yeah, tour, and so that. How well, was it, it having around. a pregnant, a pregnant wife, and then going off and doing Strictly?
3: Actually, it was the other way around, You. Oh. It was the other way around, Yeah. So we did Strictly first, 2016. Oh, of course you and did. Then, and then in 2017 is when she found out. But
0: when did you do the tour?
3: Oh, I've been doing the tour ever since. Oh, just to complicate
0: things. See, yeah. this is where I've got confused. Yeah. Right, okay. So,
3: the chronology goes as such. 2016 did Strictly, and then we toured in 2017 as a contestant, and then, then we found out we were having a baby in the May. Yeah. But then I came back to host the tour this right. year.
0: Were you dancing on the tour as well this year?
3: I did it all. I couldn't of course I, you did. I couldn't let them dance and me go, here's everyone else dancing. <laughs> I'm just going to stand in that corner being really sad. But yeah, so during Strictly, Portia, Portia wasn't, wasn't pregnant. But in the months of her pregnancy, we have a really tight group from the dancers to uh, the contestants to families. And everyone had got to know Portia, which was one of the things I loved. She was such a huge part of our team Mm. and as is usual for anyone who meets Portia after they've met me they are her (laughs) favourite everyone's like Portia I'm coming
0: for you can we just
3: (laughs) separate the chaff and stick with wheaty Portia Um, and I'm fine by that I'm absolutely fine now in a house of three I'm even lower in the pecking order so it's it's fine it's just normal so everybody got to know her and she had she had acquired the title of the Prosecco Queen right okay she liked to have a cheeky Prosecco at most occasions, but through is the only way to deal with the stress. So, she, so that was the way that she went about biz. And obviously in the following year, when we found out Borsha was pregnant, it coincided with so many of the cast doing amazing things. Yeah. Whether it was Danny doing his big press night at Open Air Theatre in Regent's Park, or, or Louise doing... Uh, her show anastasia went to a show uh, and all the dancers doing their solo tours that they do and we went to support them at yeah. most of them well pretty much everyone that we could and those come with drinks <laughs> so oh my goodness me the discussions that we would have half an hour before leaving the flat that day going okay what did we tell them the last time? What's the who's gonna be there the last time that when we told them that you were feeling a bit sick in the stomach? Can we use that? We can't use that excuse. We've got to come up with a new <laughs> one. It was like we were running out. Yeah. And we were just like we had no idea what to do. So people found out yeah. quite quickly. And actually it was I remember it was Anastasia. We went to watch her do a concert at Hammersmith Apollo. She's been like a, a bit of a fairy godmother for me ever since that series and there's especially for Portia as well, since the baby was born. She's yeah. been such a, such a support and messaging regularly and always wanted to see pictures and just wishing us all the best. And I remember her coming off stage and we had a drink off, uh, off the back. People were having some shots of various things, mm. just celebrating. We think we're going to go home yeah. quite soon. And actually, all she did was a look she did a look and I had to shrug my shoulders and nod. And that was it. She knew. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I, another thing that you'll find out very quickly about me is that I'm very bad at lying.
0: Yeah. I
3: can't lie. Yeah. So uh, even if somebody looks at me with the truth, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. She's pregnant. Sorry. Did yeah. it with the eyes.
0: So how did you find Porter being pregnant? I loved it. Did you?
3: Again, I've had friends who've been pregnant. And I've always just admired, you know, one of the most incredible thing that Mm. humans can do. And always gone, the stereotypical thing that you can say to a pregnant woman is that how radiant they look and how beautiful they look. I've said it because it is a beautiful thing. But it's only when Portia had was carrying Roman every single day. The glow. It was tangible. I was falling in love with it daily, even more than when we first got together it was it is just it's remarkable so that had that on one side and then had protector on the yeah, other side yeah. and i was like if you are going on the tube on the <laughs> underground and there are people that are getting in your way i am going to look at them so sternly because that's as much as I can go. Yeah. That I, I'm not a violent person, but I will look at you bad. I'll look at you real bad. Just stay away from my woman.
0: Tom said to me the other day, are you going to get a badge? You have to wear a badge. And I was like, dude... If people can't tell that I'm seven months pregnant, you know, they're not going to see a badge. But they
3: can't, and they don't look, and they don't care, and they're sitting in those seats, and they see the sign when they take the seat, yeah. and they they're like, I I'm not moving for anyone. Oh, I'm really interested in tonight's Evening standards. Oh, I'm asleep. Oh, I'm all oh, drifting off again, dude. My bump is in your face.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't I didn't catch you there.
3: It's rush hour. It's busy. So yeah, we we had some we had some trouble.
0: Did you feel like you were really connected with the pregnancy?
3: Yeah, I tried as much as I could. I mean, this is one of the things I did find difficult because the year was so crazy, Mm. the year after winning Strictly. I was in and out of the house. Mm. Uh, There there would be weeks that I would come in and say hi and bye to Portia in the same sentence, it felt like. And so, you know, you're trying to support and you're trying to be there and you're trying to bring in the bread. Um, So actually, I did find it really difficult to really invest in what was coming later and Portia was being so good she's not necessarily one that follows the textbook by the letter but she really wanted to do the reading and I've been so impressed by her since she's been pregnant and that even now we left the house and she's reading a book about weaning coming up with various <laughs> things and she's like oh tomorrow today he, he had avocado for the first time <laughs> The face they pull when they're not sure, right? Yeah. Oh, it is.
0: Well, it's just a new taste, isn't it?
3: It's a new taste. A new
0: texture.
3: He's like, I liked you before this. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, it's free food, so I'll open my mouth again. <laughs> he's like his dad. Is like, I don't like it, but it's free, so I'll have that. <laughs> it did get to the point where she was like, so when are you, you going to read up about the... Do you know about the uh, something, something? And I'm like, tonight... I'm going to get that book and I'm going to get it so read. This is a guy who'd studied English literature for his A-levels and barely read a book. (laughs) I struggled to fit it in. There was one day I just decided, right, I'm going to buy some books. I bought three books.
0: Yeah. Were they dad-based? Were they baby-based? Two of
3: them were dad-based. One was name-based and all of them went unread. (laughs) And I'm very ashamed about that.
0: Do you know what? You had good intentions. I did. And sometimes... A lot of the time, Mm. reading those books, it prepares you to a certain extent, but actually, when your baby comes... The baby exactly. hasn't
1: read the books.
3: Baby hasn't read the books. Baby's like, I've I've got a very different way of doing things, yeah. by the way. Oh, those books that you recycle them yeah. because we're going to do something different. <laughs> yeah. I find podcasts much better, mm. by the way. Thanks. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I think it is. It's finding a way of fitting it into your lifestyle because it, there is so much pressure for mums and dads yep. to know everything, be the fountain of all the knowledge and make sure that you are as best prepared as you can be because if you're not you haven't cared and you haven't mm-hmm. you you haven't invested in the fact that you're going to be a parent and and you'll be starting off with the wrong foot and all this kind of stuff but
0: and there is always that feeling that you there is a right way of doing things. yeah so even that, oh, that gosh, yeah. back then when you're not reading the textbooks mm. there is that feeling even as if it's a mum or a dad yeah well, I'm already I'm already failing at that bit
3: uh-huh again I think it's that uh Portia's at home with Roman most of the time and and I am going out and I'm, I'm working and Again, it's that feeling of, am I doing enough? Because this is the thing that I've always wanted. Mm. And everything that I'm doing is for you two. Yeah. But I've barely seen you today. And that that, I, that guilt very rarely goes away.
0: That is what I feel on a daily basis. Mm. And, and it's called mum guilt. Mm-hmm. But because we have seen for so long in society, dads go out to work, mums stay at home. And it seems like anyone who's... It's actually... That's the feeling for everyone.
3: Yeah, I completely is. If you love something and you don't feel like you're there giving all of your time to it, yeah, then you're only gonna feel guilty. And it's it's something. It's like you said, it's a society thing. It comes under your own roof, really. Mm-hmm. I, one of the things I found most difficult about when our two became three
0: mm.
3: is that before Portia and I, we were so in sync.
0: Yeah,
3: we really had and like it was an in, an instinct about each other and. You didn't need to say things. It would just be a nod or you just had your routine and, you know, you bounced off each other. We were a team and we're now a team of three. One of the things I found most difficult is going, OK, how, what is the dynamic of this three? Yeah. Because Portia is all I focus on the baby. Of course it is. And he can't do anything for himself. So he's completely dependent. OK, so what do I do? OK, I'm ready. What am I going to do? <laughs> OK, I think the washing up needs doing. But do you need me to cook for you? Just figuring out that. And in the first few weeks, we found it really hard. I'm f- struggling to figure out what the role is. And I'm struggling to figure out how Portia and I bounce. Yeah. Because this beautiful thing is getting all of the focus. And before this, we didn't think we had any more love or attention to give. But we need to find some more because we need to think about us two and you two and us as a three. Very complicated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And did that affect your bond with Roman? Because you're trying to figure out all these different dynamics and how you all slot in with each other and Roman's so dependent on Portia, what your roles are. That
3: wasn't necessarily what I think affected or established my early bond with, with Roman. I think that I found it quite difficult in those first weeks to have a bond with him mm. because he is so attached to Mom and Portia was breastfeeding and, and still is and she loves that bond that she has with him. She loves that time. And I guess just because that's what babies need. They need to be fed and they, they need to poo and they need to go to bed and that's probably all they're going to do for a very long time. I was trying to give as much of my love and support to the both of them and Portia reciprocates, as she has always done, but then when you're like, you're putting it, and this seems like the most irrational thing to talk about when you're talking about a baby, but you're like, I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you all my love. and giving you everything I've got. I'm out, but I'm back, and I want to spend all this time, and you are giving me nada. And this is... Unrequited love—I had a lot of that in my teens. Yeah. Now we've come on; we're a family now. Just give a little bit back.
0: Oh well, also because you had all that expectation of what it's going to be like having a baby, and then twenty all of a years, sudden.
3: twenty years, yeah. and I was like, "This is you are the you are the one that I've always wanted," and I think Dad would would feel like that completely across the board. And enough friends told me mm. that he ain't going to give you anything back for a while. Just be prepared for that. But I don't think anything can prepare you. I found that hard. One of the things we tried to do for the bonding was to um, bottle feed. And it was always going to come to the point that Roman needed bottle feeding so that, for me, it was to help Portia just to liberate herself and didn't have to go everywhere with Roman. Mm. But as everybody knows, that is not easy either. But
0: I don't think it's something that people talk about. No. Because we had it, and I can remember feeling like, oh, we have never heard about it. So we tried to do it so that the last feed of every day, Tom would do. So I'd right. go off an express and he'd sit there and, yeah. um, and feed him. So he then went to sleep earlier and instead of moving that feed earlier, I just fed him. Mm -hmm. So we kind of cut out that expressed feed and then we went away and we tried to give him a bottle and he went absolutely berserk. It literally took three weeks for us to get him back onto the bottle. My goodness. And for Tom to have Buzz screaming in his face, Mm -hmm. sort of saying, I don't want you, kind of rejecting him. Yeah. As a dad, that's got to be really difficult. It's
3: impossible not to take it personally. And actually, Portia had made progress with him in the bottle because like you either, she had been breastfeeding him or just decided you know I've expressed this bottle you've got to do something else because you do have to Mm -hmm. do your work and home is your office for much of the time so I'll just do it so she had sort of increased the bond with him so when it got to the point where we were like now's the time you know everything's been set aside the telly is on mute the lighting is low (laughs) everything's lovely and actually it was February, so it was actually still really cold. And I remember having uh, my dressing gown on. I think I, I feel warm and fuzzy. After about 50 minutes of trying this, exasperated, he was sweating, like the sweat and the tears were all merging together. His red, his face was like a beetroot was that red. I was like, it was just all sorts of anxiety. Yeah. And this baby, this little boy is essentially telling you, I hate this mm-hmm. and actually... You can't help but thinking that I'm just going to attach hating this process to hating you. Yeah. And when you're doing it, and you and, and you know, the advice is just persistence. And Paul's just like, he's not. No, don't take it personally. When it's happening regularly, you can't not go to bed and go when you see, especially when you see him. Happy and quiet and whether it's asleep sleep on his own or with his mum, you can't help but think, I'm doing something wrong here. Mm. What am I supposed to do? It's really hard to get that perspective yeah. of, oh, yes, they said in a few weeks' time you'll make a breakthrough. And when that happened, oh, my goodness me. Because I said, I saw him look at me. So I've got him in my arm and I've got the bottle in. And it, we had a kamikaze weekend mm-hmm. when we just yeah. went... Buddy, you are taking this and we aren't making it to Monday unless you are sucking off this (laughs) bottle teat. We just went for it. And it was, I mean, it was really, really hard. But then we started seeing small signs of progress. And on the Sunday night, he took a whole bottle and he was lying there in my arm. And I was feeding him in the right arm because I'd switched sides. I was thinking he likes the left. (laughs) I don't know. So I had him there and he took it quietly, happily, and he looked at me. And it was the first time that I could see that he looked at me like someone he trusted and the guy that is his dad.
0: That was
3: the first time. And it was he was three, three and a half months old. So it had been a long time before I felt like, finally, you know, I'm your dad. And it is so, so worth it. If I could stand on a box in the middle of London town and say, Dads. It'll be okay. You've just got to keep going, try not to take it personally. That's exactly what you're going to do, but it will it will happen if you really care and you really invest and it's not easy. Yeah. But if if you do all that, you'll get there.
0: it's hard though, isn't it because it is so frustrating and you know i think even as a mum as well you, when you don't know what you're doing you find it kind of feel like everyone else knows and and it's i find this is why the podcast is there that's why i write the book is because you feel like everyone else knows what they're doing they're doing it you yeah. don't see anyone else in those sweaty positions you don't, getting you don't. it wrong
3: and instagram and social media where Portia found a, a, an amazing network all the mums are there and they were there at 4am in the morning when she was doing feed number 19 of the mm-hmm. night. And they also obviously come with lots of advice. And as we found during preparing for a wedding, buying a house, getting engaged, having a baby, advice is wonderful. You've got to be very careful what you do with it because yeah. it can come at you like a tsunami and really overwhelm you. And especially in those moments when you're sleep deprived and everything's a bit anxious when somebody goes, I've heard that you just need to do this. You're like, that is not what I need to hear. <laughs> that works both ways, of yeah, course. Yeah. You're like, I don't care who that person is. I don't, I, don't, I don't know where it came from, but right now I'm trying to do this thing. It can spark you. The yeah. smallest things, even if it's supposed to help, the advice is is always there. But you've just got to do what works for you. And again, you don't know it until you've tried it, and then there's the error, and then there's the stress. Um, but when you get on the other side, boy, amazing.
0: Is it amazing now?
3: It is so amazing. It is. I mean, there's, the sleep deprivation obviously continues. But I can now start seeing myself in him.
1: Hmm. And it's not
3: just behaviour. It's not just taking free food. <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: Because friends are always really lovely when they come around and they see him or family. And they go, oh, I can see the both of you in him. And we just see an amazing, beautiful boy. And I have seen traits and seen little things. But now as he's growing into himself... It's amazing when you look at this guy and you go, you are, you're mini me, you're Mark 2.
0: And is that helping with your bond?
3: Ever since that bottle, it's been like two peas in a pod. I've also managed to, because like I said, the dynamic when we first became a three and time management and all these mm. things, it just it's all new. And there's only one way to get through it and, and that's like abrasion and it's difficult. But we've started to work it out. And we've now started to work at how this team works as a three. And I've spent so much more time with him. Porsche's not been feeling really well this week. As a result, I've been looking after the two of them. But actually, it's meant that I've spent more time with the both of them and more time with Roman. And he's now, because he's five and a half months, so he's grabbing lots of things, face, lips, when the nails aren't cut. That's like, that's another ulcer you've given me, mate. Thank you. (laughs) But also, he's started to hug. Yeah. I think he might just be missing. But <laughs> he started to hug and oh it gets me every single time. Changing him should be like 10 minutes. Mm. I'll happily take an hour. When he's just got his nappy on and we, you know, skin to skin obviously has been scientifically all wonderful things that come with that. And when he's just got his nappy on, I can't help but also just have him close to me and we start dancing. And like I sing to him. Yeah. And I'm like you haven't got changed Porsche asked you to change him half an hour ago <laughs> you're still just larking around in the bedroom singing and dancing but it is so nice and just seeing his smile he's got this really broad smile that goes ear to ear mm. cheeky one and i love him to the moon
0: yeah
3: absolutely
0: that's so lovely I have to go to the three questions. I can't believe it. Already no, we at the end of the three No, questions. no, 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 no. I'm so sorry.
3: Anything else I wanted to say before you go three questions? Anything go, I think go, is, go. that my wife is the most important person in the world? Actually, do you know what? This is a suggestion. I, this is coming in the three questions, but if I can say it on record, yep. is if somebody had told me before we became a three that the most important people in this family is you two, mum mm-hmm. and dad. You obviously think that the baby is the most important in many regards it is. But if somebody had told me that, I think that would have saved a lot of stress. Really? I think so. Because you automatically, as parents go, all of our attention is on you. And it's so easy to forget the reason why he or she is there. Yeah. And I think it would have solved a lot of bickering in the early days. I think it would have just dissolved a few anxieties because we love each other. We've worked through everything out before. As soon as you lose sight of that, things get very difficult. That is going to be, if I can say, my big point. New parents, the most important people in your family are you two. Period. And then give all your love to the kid. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's so true. Actually, there is something I want to say. Oh yes, yeah. because you you started talking at the beginning of the podcast before we started recording, uh-huh. and I stopped you. You said about if you could bear child. Oh yes, yes. I well, want to hear where your thought was going.
3: Well First remembered. To to well, it just came to my it mind. Just come like a bolt f- <laughs> out of the blue, as in an hour ago. Um, yes. No, I was thinking on my way over here. It's very hard to appreciate what the mum is going through. Yeah. Nigh on impossible. I think that's got to be said. Despite being so attentive to Portia's needs and trying to be there as the greatest support and just do everything that she needs to make her feel comfortable and happy, you can't. I was thinking on the way here, I was thinking if I could share some of that load and bear the child, I would, I would love to because I think it's nice to have that empathy. The point that I was going to make is the delivery of the child. I don't think I have the strength to do it because when I... We were in the delivery room and Roman was being born. In that whole period of Portia going into labor, I was blown away. Absolutely blown away by the character and the strength of character and the superhuman abilities that she I've always she's been my hero and my inspiration ever since we got together. But in that moment. There was you know, a bit of emergency, as there always is, and, and and medical staff, they all come into the delivery room. Everything's fine, everyone's reassuring you, but they're all here just in case. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there going, there's many things that we need to consider, and I need to be strong and everything. And, and Portia was the only one, well, out of the two of us, that were, had her head completely screwed on. And they explained to her at that moment all the various things that could happen. And she thought, this baby's coming out naturally. That's all I want. And... I held her hand and <laughs> if I could offer only one thing in that moment from my dance experience was partnering. Mm-hmm. And when she held my hand <laughs> like the incredible Hulk, <laughs> I knew I had to at least try to meet equilibrium. She could have torn me in two in that moment. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And she pushed and a yeah, few hours later, there was our baby. And when he came and, and the midwife says, oh, this is your, you got a little boy obviously stunned but I was just I was looking at her in awe and ever since I've seen a pregnant woman or any woman I'm staring only because I think I cannot believe what you're able to do Mm. it is the most incredible incredible demonstration of the human ability but what women are able to do and for that reason I will always bow (laughs) I got nothing on you
0: does it make you look at Portia completely differently?
3: Completely differently. And despite the fact I tell her every day, uh, you know, she's five months after having a baby, so body changes and all the mm-hmm. rest of it, and all the insecurities that come with it, she doesn't listen to a single word I say, but every day I'm reassuring her that she's never looked more incredible. And she's now a mum, mm-hmm. which just trumps everything that's gone before in the last seven years. She's a phenomenon. Love her. <sighs>
0: Well, now we can go to the three questions. I feel okay about going there. Do
3: you know we haven't (laughs) cried yet either, G?
0: I know, I can't believe it. I was sure you were going to be a crier.
3: There were two or three occasions (laughs) I had to
0: suck it in. (laughs) Okay. Being a dad means?
3: Being a dad means I got the best job in the world. I just think that... um, what I just said about Portia goes the same way, that everything that I've done in my life for 32 and a half years before this point doesn't even touch the five months that I've had as a dad and being a parent with Portia. And it means that everything that I'll do is for him and for his siblings. Sibling, who knows? Because that's perspective.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, it doesn't get any better to have a small person that you can influence everything that they can possibly achieve and do and be proud of in their lives. And starting from so small, it's the best. It is the best.
0: Since having children, I?
3: Since having children, I have reduced my sleep even further. And do you know what? I was really nervous about coming in here and wanting to represent the dads but not undermine the mums. And we are in boggy ground here. No, no, no. No, I'll tell you what it is. In our house, Portia has she has less frequent periods of sleep. Yeah. I have longer chunks, but it's shorter. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm try I I haven't done the math in the hours and I won't. I, I'm doing that. That's dangerous.
0: Can I just say, yes? me and Tom have you to sleep at before? And have he's you? trying to tell me that he had less sleep than me oh, no. on numerous occasions. Oh, no. Tom, oh, no. And it has really not oh. gone down well. And he kept trying yeah. because Especially when I was like, breastfeeding with buddy mm. and something. Oh, mm-hmm. no, we've really not slept well last night. How many hours did you get? I got five hours. Oh, well, I oh. got four hours, 30. Oh, like, oh, oh that, come mm, off it.
3: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even, I'm downloading that as soon as I get home. <laughs> um, I've always survived on less sleep in that. It's not, not a healthy thing to do, but I've, my, my mind always kicks on at one o'clock in the morning. Mm. So I get home, I like the quiet time. And so what I thought was being able to sort of get on from less sleep and do the job and wake up at six in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning and, and crack on has now gone from six to four or five. Yeah. And, and I didn't think that was possible. But when you think you're busy before and you think you're tired and all that kind of stuff, and everyone goes, oh, you need an extra hour in the day. You need five or six extra hours in the day. There genuinely is not enough. We've I've had a to-do list since January that keeps getting longer. And the top thing hasn't moved. I think today I managed to call Sky. And that's, that's been up there for about three months. Well, I should not have done that because that's 45 minutes I'll never get back. Ever again But
0: it's done It's ticked off
3: And I feel so awful about it It, The (laughs) guy made me feel like poo (sighs) Avoid it If it's on your to-do list Drop it down (laughs) There's much better things That you can can do
0: And I'm happy when
3: Oh I'm happy when all three of us Are hanging out
0: Mm.
3: With not a care In the world Which is happening Much more regularly now Yeah we were talking just this afternoon about when we're going to go on holiday. And actually all Portia needs to do is put sun cream on because she smells like holidays. <laughs> I mean, it's like the Sahara out there, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, And today I was like, I just, I smelled her, which I think people know I'm weird anyway, uh, but it's, it's my wife, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, you smell like holidays. And it just, in that moment, I just thought the three of us are all here and I don't care about anything. And it lasted for about 15 seconds, but it was the best 15 seconds yeah. of the day. I'm totally happiest when the three of us are, are all together and it's just Team Aduba.
0: Yeah, that's lovely. And I can't imagine how difficult... I mean, I had a similar situation as you, like when Buzz was a newborn, Tom went off on tour. Mm. And so for you going off a week after and being part of that Strictly family and having you, I think, talk about it as a family mm. and knowing that support network, but then the media around it, which tries to turn it into something else when you're trying to go through raising a new family? I guess
3: I'm oh, quite grateful because nothing got spun. Mm. And actually, ever since we announced that Roman was coming
0: yeah. in
3: nine months' time and then from when he arrived, we have had the most amazing support from yeah. all corners and we are so, so grateful. We obviously knew that coming into January of 2018... Yeah. There was a clash looming, yeah, 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 um, which could have gone a lot worse than it did. I had six days with him; we had six days as a three before I had to go on the road for the tour, and it was it was priceless. There are two things that actually made that possible. One was having Porsche's parents available to take her and take Roman and look after them and do what I couldn't be there to do because had they not been there, just wouldn't have taken it. Mm. She had the people closest to her to. Do all of those things that made her, could make her feel like she wasn't going crazy. Uh, and also because I was doing a job that with my Strictly family. Yeah. Um, and if it hadn't been that job and um, with those guys for three and a half weeks, four weeks, I couldn't have done it. That moment when I left Portia's mum and dad's house, I actually thought I was okay. Yeah. I thought I was going to be okay. I've known this guy for six days. Mm-hmm. How bad can it be? <laughs> and I remember getting on the train and there's there's a couple of really good friends of mine. We've had boys. We've had babies within two months of each other, yeah. the three of us. So it's our own little NCT Sort of sharing and WhatsApping and videos and everything else. And just I was, you
0: three guys. It's
3: just the three of us guys. <laughs> I yeah. love
0: this. Yeah, baby
3: daddies, <laughs> all different shades of face. <laughs> right. So all those we've got three emojis that are really yeah. working there. Um, and I remember I was texting them on the train, and I'd been fine, and Porsche was upset, and my job was to be strong and and everything. And I said goodbye. I got on the train, still fine. Started texting the guys, articulating what I was feeling, mm. and I couldn't finish the sentence. It was like a river would run through me. It, it, all of it sort of, I think the overwhelming feeling of, we've just been parents, I've everything that I've dreamt about has been completed, and I've just left them behind, I'm not there to support them. All that instinct that I thought I would have, I'd said goodbye to it, and it was really, really hard. It was really hard. But I knew I had to do it our way in this crazy showbiz world of supporting our family so it had to be done mm. thankfully we'd have to do it again but people do yeah. working parents you know you've, you've got to go away like you said with, with tom it's yeah. it's part and parcel for for many people so we were lucky in that case that we had the team we had mm-hmm. the support network of Porsche's family to look after her. so we got through that yeah. a, a tricky chapter first up bring it on
0: And also, I can't imagine how difficult it is because I've been the mum Mm. on the phone going, I don't know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and not being there, Mm. like physically being there. Yeah. It must be so difficult and frustrating and heart rendering.
3: It was. And she would send me pictures regularly, hourly and the change, Mm. you know, especially in that in a month. Yeah. yeah, How much change from when he had just arrived. And it tore it, uh, me into, it was, it was so heartbreaking to be missing out. And I've, I've always, I've, my family are, I'm so lucky to have them and everything that they've given me. But there were quite a few things growing up, as is the way with many families, that they weren't able to be at. My dad was in Nigeria. I was playing sport on the weekends. My mom would go to church. Uh, there were lots of things that they sacrificed so much. But there were some things that were my real passions that they weren't able to be part of. And we're all paying each other back for the wonderful things that we've given each other since. But I always wanted to make sure I wasn't one of the dads that was away. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be there and to see them grow. And so after a week, that feeling of, I've just drawn a line through that, you know, that hasn't come to, you know, you feel like, don't dare say you felt like a failure, but I felt like I was doing it wrong. But you've got to push through that and, you know, we're all right. Um, And Portia survived it. And that was the other thing, seeing her go through those moments alone. I mean, I don't know how much help I could have been, but I think to, you know, even waking up and seeing a sleeping slug of a husband on the other side of the bed is probably better than seeing no one.
0: don't know, the resentment. The resentment in those moments. Having said
3: that, I I do get a good night's sleep and I can feel the daggers.
0: Ah, good, good. Ah, I can feel it.
3: Very occasionally. It's a bit scratchy this morning.
0: I think Portia would just be happy to know that you are aware of those (laughs) uh, those things. We
3: had to have a chat. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. And Are you kidding? Thank you for Thank having me. Thank you. Thank you very much. I genuinely
3: feel, G, like this is my sanctuary. I've been waiting to come into this booth for You're welcome
0: months. to come back as Roman grows up.
3: Thank you. I'll bring the two better thirds of and Thank you, if Uber, you could, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll step outside and you can have your time with them.
0: Thanks, thanks. <laughs>